Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah. Joe Woods uh, over and all. I got to give him an A minus. Give Joe Woods an A minus. He did his thing, man. A minus. But before you go, uh, Justin Klink says we should let these dudes dress up for Halloween every week. What a win. (laughs) Hey, listen, we were saying before the game, we were in our text chain saying Miles Garrett did all this talking this week. He did. They did a feature story on his house and all this, and he's dressed up in this elaborate costume, and he backed it up, man. He backed it up in a big way. He, especially early in the game, he got the defense going by creating havoc. Made a great play. All right, there you go. I was already said hello to everybody, even though we weren't on live. It was a bad job out of me. It was nice to hear, though. But it's like five times. Out. Cold open, 32 I seconds. And Cold I knew open, it. 32 and seconds. I knew it. And then I just went anyway. I, I popped in literally seven seconds before the opening theme song. I know. Went, I pulled the J. I, my, my I pulled teach, the J. My teacher used to always say, it's because you're not actively listening. I was mm-hmm. actively listening. Jay is actually not paying attention. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's blamed. He's, he's spreading now the blame. Spreading, now just throwing Jay <laughs> up. He's not. He's, he's not here to defend himself. Jason Aruba catches. Yeah. Right. yeah, he didn't even. He, we, he's gonna he's gonna show up back. He's gonna have a thousand texts from all of us about uh-huh. these games and stuff because he didn't get involved at all. No, he's deep at sea. Oh yeah, and who who knows what else? All right, uh, the Browns win. How about that? Hey. The season's fixed. They're gonna win ten in a row. It's all everything's nah, Super Bowl, I don't know. baby. Super Bowl. I don't know what's gonna happen, but for one night at least, guys. One night only. This team was phenomenal. G, start us off. Because you've been a harsh critic of Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> but what a night for the Browns last night. Hey, man, l- listen, he did everything he was supposed to do, man. He finally actually came out there, and, and I like the fact that, and we'll probably talk about this, We all of the things that we, we wanted to see, magically, they have this these little things where they don't do it for a while, then you come back to it. I saw Kareem Hunt in the backfield multiple times. I saw him back there with, with Nick Chubb multiple times. I thought he was very intentional about the way he ran the football. Um, and we'll probably get into that later on as well. But I, I, I like the way that they had a game plan on defense too. Um, Joe Woods and this defense plays better when they are aggressive. I could point out four or five games where I love the movement up front. I like the fact that they're moving Clowney around. They moved uh, they moved uh, uh, Miles Garrett around. And I, and I think what you see is Sometimes when, when you are desperate and your back's against the wall, you put people in a game like Taki Taki who are emotional. The guy, he's not going to be spectacular for you. He doesn't have the range that JLK has. But one thing he does have is the fact that he, he reads his assignments. He's assignment, uh, he's assignment conscious, and he's where he was supposed to be. I thought he had a great game. And then, obviously, you got a guy like Martin Emerson 
who I, I think he playing like the, the, one of the best corners that the Browns have right now. And that's over Denzel Ward. Mm. And a lot of people looked at me like I was crazy, but I liked what they did. He's playing well. Overall, I love the game plan. I love the I love the fact that they took three points. <laughs> I love the fact that they took three points before the half. That eleven mm. point lead was very key. Well, yeah. Mike Polk, is you represent the, the nervous faction of our fan base. You're sure. always nervous going into every game. More nervous than than most of us. So, as the representative of the nervous people out there, <laughs> you were you ner- like were you one of these nudniks who at twenty five nothing and I tweet, oh, Browns are playing great. Don't do that, Adam. No, they know. might cost them the game. Were yeah. you one of those people? First of all, nervous is not that's a misrepresentation okay, of my what is philosophy. It? What is it? Mine is just resolved, just resigned. <laughs> to, to think just bad I happening. accept, yeah, that, and that I assume that's going to happen, but I'm not like, oh golly, I hope we hope we don't lose or get. Emb-. I'm just yeah. like I watch the game. And I and I see what the they put in front of me, and I expect the worst. <laughs> I do, but I'm not on edge about it. I'm I'm just I've come to terms. That game though was obviously a very fun watch, but I found it equally frustrating because I'm w- looking at all this talent that we've known is on this roster this whole year, being utilized properly, being in the right places at the right time, playing the way that we knew that they're capable of playing. And as much as I celebrated that win and had a blast watching it, and I did very much so, I'm also just like, all you can think about in the back of your head is what could have been if this would have happened earlier, and none of it looked that hard to to execute. They just did pretty much exactly what the fan base has been begging them to do uh, for a very long time now, and it paid off in spades. So while it was extremely exciting, very cool to watch, it was also very frustrating for me. We'll get to – I want to talk a little more about that. But, Jason, first with you, the Browns – I don't even care, I don't even worry about the, the rookie season for, for Joe Burrow because the rookie season, the Browns had the better team. In 2020, the Browns were a better football yeah. team than the Bengals. Yep. That, but last year, the first time the Browns played the Bengals, they had their whole starting lineup, the Bengals. They had Jamar Chase for that game. And the Browns just killed them. And once again last night, they killed them. Is there something to this? And why do you think the Browns have this edge over the Bengals for some reason? I don't think there's any coincidence. Yeah, I don't think there's any logical explanation for why the Browns seem to dominate Joe Burrow. It's bizarre. Go back to last year in Cincinnati. He's moving him down the field on the opening drive, and then Denzel Ward, 90-some-odd-yard interception return, pick six the other way, and it changes the entire dynamic of that game the rest of the way. And, And last night felt much the same way. You know, the Bengals are at their best when they spread five wide, put Burrow in the shotgun, and let him go. And they weren't able to get to that last night. The, the Browns brought pressure. Uh, they brought blitzes. They were sending more than four at times. Taki Taki played out of his mind. It was the best game he's played. It's, it feels like sometimes he runs himself out of place. He runs himself out of position. And last night, he was always in the right place at the right time. Garrett played. Uh, that was Miles' best game of the season. Yeah. The spin move he put on. Uh, it's like a cheat code. Like that shouldn't be legal because mm-hmm. how do you block that? Yeah. And we, I'd like to see more of that. Uh, I will have as Anthony's mom brings in all of shout these. out to Anthony's mom. What's your mom's name? Anthony Jan. Jan. Shout out to Jan. Jan shout out. I am going to eat this entire bag. You, you, you do know <laughs> why. You she do, sent this Halloween candy. You do, you do know why this she brought you those because I said yesterday, what the number one joint was. It's definitely Reese's Cups. Anything mm-hmm. Reese's. Mm-hmm. Well, I like 
I could eat that whole bag too. Well, there's that that your way. I don't need I've had 10 so far. Hey, shout out, shout out to Jan's like slow trick or treat traffic in her neighborhood. That's why this is here. Don't act like Jan was treating us to this because she loves us. She's like, get this out of the house. Give it to those fat guys on that station. But this will be my my victory Reese's for calling that the Browns would pull their chub out. Yes. Two touchdowns. Yeah. And he you did nailed that. him. Not in it. Nailed him. You're going to win. Really clever, a but clever you didn't really get it. Too. Clever of course metaphor. I got it. You didn't really because that second shove touchdown was irrelevant to the game. You out of your mind. I can't believe That's he, factually correct. I, no. Was that someone, one game was not over. Well, someone came, it was 25 nothing already. And then they scored the other way. Get out of here. some credit for calling that the best running back in the NFL <laughs> might get a couple of touches near the red zone. Now, there you here's go. What's Good amazing. job, man. Guys, so here's smart. Jason wins the headline, by the way. Just real quick, in case you missed it yesterday, Bull. Drop okay. that. You can take his headline. Yeah, he did win. Drop this is Jason's headline. He does win. He's our week eight winner. Yeah. Browns pull out their chub. Nick Chubb rushes for two touchdowns. An upset win. That's By all way, true. It, has it is true. By the way, a few things here. First of all, this idea that they used Nick Chubb more. Yeah, they did because they had a big lead in the fourth quarter. He, they didn't use him any more through three quarters than they have. He in the had other two games. carries after the first in the first quarter. Two. Yeah, and, he and had, I think twelve after three quarters. I think you're right. I have to yeah. go back and look. I think so it was they didn't 12. use him any more early. They but, used him because they yeah, were up big but, and they put him away. And I actually asked yeah. Kevin about this after the yeah. game after the. Cooper debacle on the double reverse yeah. interception when he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds and it was he was great about it. Oh, he like, was trying oh, to throw it out of bounds. He was trying to throw it, it out of bounds. Like it, he threw it right at him. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. the dots of this play are amazing. It's yeah. great. It's, it is. You're right. That yeah. is hilarious. Both he and both he and Kevin said it's a lot harder to throw it out of bounds than he thought it was. Yeah. He was off balance. He was falling down. It was a terrible throw. Yes. He, yeah. And he called it an abomination. And we all get Good. to be smiling about it and making a joke oh, about it because we won, won. But what if, if that had if, cost them the game? Oh, if they lost, G we'd would be, be calling furious. for. for Svansky to be fired. But right now, we're Jay all... would call for Maruba for Svansky to be fired. <laughs> we're using... Brad Sellers yep. would be, we're not no. getting better. Uh-huh. No. You know, I mean, yep, because, but because we won. No, when no I you was, liked it. When I was on the radio, yeah. I said, this game, I don't care what they got to do. They got to break tendencies. They got to come out. They do. If you got some trick plays you ain't use, if you got a fake punt you want to throw out there, if you got a reverse you want to do, you better yeah. get it off right now because I don't think you have a very good chance. But so it, me, go it, ahead. it felt like after that play, and, and Kevin even said, yeah, you feel like an idiot when it blows up that badly. Of course. But it, it really, if you go back and look at the play calling, and it felt in the moment like the Browns said, you know what? Screw it. We're, we're going to run the ball. Yeah. We're going to line up, and we're going to run the ball. And they did it with Kareem. They did it with Nick. Yep. And they got the touch. But got here's the thing, guys. Let me get two ahead, things go, go in here. Mm-hmm. Number one, to your point of why haven't we seen this all year, this is the NFL. Okay? Yes. Basically, 27 out of 32 teams are inconsistent every week. Yes. That's just the way it is. So, first of all, the Browns, no team is capable of playing the way they played every week. Right. Even the best teams don't really play that well. The Browns played at an absurd level. Even. Right. They're not that good that they should play that well that well every week doesn't mean they can't win True. Every, in a lot of games number two what's remarkable is for all the talk about the running game if if you had to grade the browns last night pass defense run defense pass offense run offense i'd put the run offense last of those four avenues in terms of how they performed yesterday see but here's the problem see i you know not so fast my friend in my little corso voice yeah you see, it's not just about how many carriers or whatever the situation is. You got to look at it at the way you're intentional about running the game. See, it's a mindset, right? And, and you're and, and people miss the emotional part of the game. When you are de- when you're on defense, 
And I've been in both where you got a great offensive player or you got a great teammate on the other side of the ball that is just good. You know how good he could be. When he is moving and when 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 you make an emphasis to say they're going to get him involved, what it does, it gives you that that energy, that synergy of saying, "Okay, guys, we got to get this dude the ball back." Hey guys, we got hey look, we running Chubb today. They can't stop me. He coming off to the sideline after he break a couple little runs. It gives you that that leverage. You're like, look, dude, we got to go out and do our part. You know, Chubb is running. The coaches is giving the ball to one of our best players. Now we running. That gives yeah, but it. G, the point is he's had much bigger games this year in the first three quarters than he did yesterday. But but here's the thing: it's not a, it's not about the it's not about the the yardage. It's not about he has bigger quarters this way or that way. They committed to it. Not only did they not commit, oh, not only did they commit to uh, Nick Chubb, they committed to Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. You saw Kareem Hunt getting touches. Now they're like, oh, this is. It's about the identity, who you are. I don't got a problem <laughs> if, if you come out there and you run the ball and they stop you because the Bengals did a good job to me in stopping them. But my thing is, if you're going to be about that life, we if you're a run team and they stop your run, clap it up for them. One more, one more credit to the offensive line too. Remind reminder how beat up they are. Yeah. Here's who they put, here's some some of the guys who played last night uh, on offensive line. Ethan Poe sick. He's uh, playing well. Uh, yeah, he, he, Hajat Frodo Holt. What, what's his name? What, the, what, what'd you call him? Right Michael guard. Dunn, Drew Forbes, and J- James Hudson. So, like, these guys, they're also beating. Pr- they're playing pretty dinged up, too, well, and still been, moving these guys. Well, they Dunn, still had four of their five starters on the offensive line. Yeah. They were using some extra guys on plays. Right. I love and that. the offensive line did a great job. Yeah. They do d- deserve full kudos. Hagendaz there, who's playing right that's tackle. That's his name, Hagendaz. That's what we're calling him. Ha- oh, Hagendaz. Not for a whole time. Okay, we're calling him Hagendaz. He's done a great job. We haven't called his name once since he's been filling in, so I we didn't call Pochich's name. When I'm not calling they your call, name on the offense. The only name we've really called on the offensive line is Jendrick Wills. Yes. They called out a lot. Like, that's they, about it. They showed them really moving. Like, they did. Some, they did, certainly. But I'm just talking in general, when we don't hear the offensive lineman's name, yeah. that means they're doing a good job. Yeah. And PFF grades offensive. And I know we're not married to the PFF I grades. like PFF. I don't care what other we do. Yeah. I think well, it's generally good. This go is their offensive line grades for the Browns yesterday. You ready? Yeah. Pochich was the highest-grade offensive lineman in the league in Week 8 with a 94 grade. He's yeah. been phenomenal in a Browns uniform. Batonio, 93, the third-highest-grade offensive lineman in the league. Brissett had a 90. Michael Dunn with an 86. Brissett Jed- had a 90? Uh, 91 overall PFF grade. Oh, I think he was top. just doing offensive uh, linemen. I, well, seven of the top eight are offensive oh, linemen, is my point. Huh. Then you get Michael Michael Dunn had an 86. Jedrick Willis had an 85. Wills. James Hudson had a 71. Yeah. Froholt. Had a 65, and Conklin was the lowest graded at a 63, which was still higher still than average, four of the five yeah. Bengals offensive linemen. They were phenomenal. And here's a quote from James Hudson. This is from uh, Zach Jackson, or not a quote, but take tag with yeah. full sleeve. This is what I think is really cool about this Browns team. They were rewatching and re-celebrating that block in yeah. the locker room, according to oh, well, that Zach was, Jackson. That was an all-time I block talked right to James, Which was an awesome block. I talked to James yeah. about that block after the game, and I told him, like, you took that man's soul. I still don't know who he hit. It was a linebacker. Yeah. Was, and he didn't even know. He, that's yeah. what he said. I said, who yeah. was he? He's goes, happier that we he don't goes, know. I don't know. It was some linebacker. Yeah. I mean, he pulled and he steamrolled. I that. said, was that I the mean, first time you've ever been like in motion on a play? He goes, oh, yeah. He it, loved it. He had a blast doing it. And he said it was the best hit of his that's career. Great. And, and did, great did you see him real quick? Did you see him run away from that block like Shaq after the Kobe? Yeah. 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 He yeah. was running around pointing up like it, 
That was you that is a kind of highlight for a lot. Exactly. Awesome. That's a, a highlight. Yeah. That is a grand slam. Yep. You get that. It's over. Like you don't. This is the league. You don't take nobody off their feet. He and, should get a poster made of it. Yeah, like, I, you know, I, like he's that, blocking that was somebody. The play, that was the play. They had eight linemen in eight. the game. Eight. eight. On that play, your boy Jeff was trying to argue with me that it was seven last night. No, it no. was all it linemen. Was eight. That's yeah, how was you. Eight linemen. That's how you know they was married to the run game because they had seven on the receivers. Because they had seven guys on the line, and then Drew Forbes as a fullback on that play. That yeah. just means you know what we're gonna do to you, but you can't stop it. And if you're a D lineman, I've been in that situation. It's the most demoralizing, emasculating situation ever. That you got all these grown men on the other side. Plus, Nick Chubb, you know good and well you ain't got nothing for that. Okay. It's just I so I was encouraged by the fact I was I even like the fact that he direct snapped the ball, snapped the ball to, to Nick Chubb. We have never seen that. Mm. I, I thought he was creative. I thought he did what he needed to do. And by the way, I thought he was he was very calculated because they was up eight. They went for the two. I said, okay, he's he's not playing. I I, I like the fact that it only came it, w- it was one yard. He said, okay, they go and they jumped After off. After the, the 12 men, yes. yeah, right, we'll right. take the penalty, move it to the one. When it got up eight, it felt big because mm-hmm. it felt it felt like this is going to be meaningful because the Bengals couldn't move the ball the first couple of plays. Right. I was like, oh, this is meaningful. And then he got the three before halftime. Well, but then what was huge is that the Bengals get the turnover. That's where exactly they're driving. Going. You're thinking maybe they're going to go in for seven. They have a, a, an easy field goal that McPherson misses, mm-hmm. and then the Browns quickly go down and get a field goal. So instead of eight seven or eight three at halftime, yes. it's eleven nothing, and it felt like more than that. Game changer. That yeah. changed the entire momentum of the game. Went and because again, Jacoby played really well last night. Yeah. But there was the one catastrophic play where he gets the ball knocked out. I thought he was yeah. trying to throw it away. Replay showed it looked like he got his arm. Yeah, hit. yeah. They called it an interception first, and then they changed it to a fumble. Yeah. Not matters, so but. all right, whatever. So. Bengals get the ball, and you're right. Zach, yeah. and I, Zach Jackson and I are in the press box going, well, here it is. Like 8-7 at the half now. Bengals are right. going to punch this in. Yep. To come away with no points, for Cade to kick, I think, a 55-yarder at that right. point, mm-hmm. rebuild some after, comp- missing- after mm-hmm. getting two blocked, yeah. the one last week, right. and then the first one last night blocked, to get points out of that and then come back at the start of the third quarter and get points again to get the double dip, it, it felt like it really changed the momentum of the game. By the way, did anybody else notice this? I'm sure I feel like nobody else would have noticed this, but I was uh, when McPherson misses the field goal, it didn't get blocked. He just choked and missed the kick, right? Uh, you see, they show Prefer on the sideline like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah, his he, special team's he, accomplished. He, he like, was, he got it done. He, he was like, yeah. Like, what did you do? The guy missed? Was, you didn't do anything? <laughs> okay, allow the man to sell No, he <laughs> sucks at his job. He like sucks that. at his no, job. No, listen, and he's, he's homophobic. He doesn't so he can go F himself. So he doesn't get joy in his life. I mean, he's bad at his job. <laughs> he's but, a bad peer person. And they should fire his ass. It's they should have never hired him in the first place. It's not that he's celebrating that his special team's did something. It's that he said, I forget the story. Shot to the moon a long number of years ago. He's a bad human. How being many numbers? Is, how many number of years ago? Four, Four or five. I, six, oh, okay. Whatever. That's, I don't that's, know. That's in the way, last decade. That's much too recent. In the last decade. <laughs> much too recent. I was going to. I was going to say. Remember Jackie Gleason used to say, "Hey, one of these days, Alice, pow, 
right in the kisser. Yeah, he threatened to punch his wife. <laughs> oh, like, but we all celebrated. Yeah, right, right, right. He's hey. like the voice of. But speaking of which, totally off track. We've taken us, but I'm going to stick with it for another second before we get back to my mouth. I was just discussing with some friends yesterday how in the '80s there was a movie called Soul Man, yes. where C. Thomas Howell wore blackface yes. and was pretending to be a black guy, yes. and like nobody thought anything of this. Yeah, I mean, it's there, crazy. I mean, yeah. there was a guy named Archie Bunker. I, I, I he mean, did blackface too. I mean, this guy, he Who did everything. Did? Culture, <laughs> culture everything. changes and shifts over time. By, by the way, speaking change. of Archie Bunker, I just saw a picture of Edith Bunker in like a leather bustier with Alice Cooper a minute ago. How crazy is that? I just happened to randomly see it on Twitter as I was scrolling through. They had a picture of it. I don't we know are why. 19 minutes in the show. We've discussed Blackface, Edith Bunker, yeah. mm-hmm. and Alice Cooper. Leather Bustier. Yep. It's you, Victory if, Tuesday, baby. If that's on your rules. bingo card, you Let's win. go. And Let's Anthony's go. And Anthony's mom. Anthony's mom in an appropriate and, way. And, and, and yes, we've mentioned someone's mother five to six times. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Jason, inside the locker room yesterday. Yep. Remember last week, yelling and screaming inside the locker room. We we wanted to see if that motivated them. It's easy for us to say, well, the yelling and screaming turned them around. Who knows if that's true or a coincidence? You never know. You were in there again yesterday. What, what was what was the vibe in the locker room? It was. It felt like they clinched a playoff spot. Like it was. <laughs> that, is that bad though? But hey, I take it. Here's here's why I'll allow it. It saved their season. Yep. If they lose that it game, certainly did. If they lose that game, knock down the stadium and expand the airport. There's no reason to play. <laughs> they should do that anyway. Well, 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 not stadium part, but but there. I mean, you're, you're Wait, your expand the airport. No, Burke. I'm, I'm get rid of it. I got it. Sorry, go. Jeez, sorry, bad <laughs> job. Anyway. I'll just leave the jokes to you. He has bombed it twice <laughs> for you. Poor <laughs> water all a over. Just picking it apart. So anyway, but I mean, if you lose that game, your season's over at the bye. Mm-hmm. Like you have nothing left to play for. Yeah. You're just in purgatory until Deshaun Watson comes back and then see what you got the last handful of games. They're still in the game now. The music, it's faint, but it's still playing. You've got a chip in the chair. You still have a chance. That's why I think there was so much jubilation. Plus, we all know about all the talking going on in the offseason with the Bengals receivers, Browns defensive backs. But especially Miles, by the end of his press conference last night, I was like, boy, he's really preening. Like, he's really, yeah. he's really leaning into this. But for the moment, you allow it because, again, three and five is much different than two and six. And driving home last night, I couldn't help but think of the Jets game. And I just wonder if weeks 15, 16, 17, we're going to be saying, if only they fell on the onside kick, just fall on the ball. Just fall on the ball. Mm -hmm. How much different? You can do this with every game. I understand. But that was a historic loss. A lot of teams, a lot of games. But that was a historic historic loss. How how different is our conversation today if they're four and four going into the bye Absolutely. over three and five? Oh but, yeah! But and by the way, they have their three season. home games left. That's crazy. Um, they saved their season for the yeah. moment. Yes, celebrate that. They should enjoy it. Go into the bye, take some time off. You still have something to play. If for. you had to bet, still at this moment, Browns make the playoffs. No, 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 no. In the group text, but they still have a chance. In, yeah. In, in the group text yesterday, I did love the exchange that you guys had when you were saying, and I brought this up last week, if you'll recall. Yeah. Miles Garrett's Halloween display. Yeah. Where he had the Stranger Things thing, and he's yeah. just, and that was more like, I feel, I love that he likes Halloween. I love that he's a big kid. All that stuff's fun and stuff, but all that stuff seems more fun when you're winning than when you're losing. Oh my God. And as we discussed in the Halloween thing, when he's walking in dressed as a monster. When he's showing off his his Great Halloween show that you house, disparaged last week. Yes, I'm fine. With it. It's a kids' show. It's just not for not me. A- All right, never mind. Never mind. So 
he, but anyways, we were just saying how yeah. much worse that all would have seemed and looked if they had oh, lost yeah. last night. I was going to light him up if they lost. Light came in because, to the press room. You know I let I mean? it go the first time. He did it. He roars Grim Reaper costume in yes. after a loss to the Steelers. Yes. Into yeah. the media room, and I let it go. But I thought, if he does this again, I'm going it's after the, him. I know, I know what I sound like. It's that. the millennials. It's the millennials, like the like the older school guys. They're just like you don't celebrate that stuff after a loss. Yeah, they don't, you don't get to have fun. But it's like it's unless like, you're winning. If you're the, winning, you can do whatever the hell you want. It, the Chicago Bears made the Super Bowl shuffle, one of the worst things anyone's yes, ever seen. Yes. But they were winning, so you're just like, yeah, go for it, man. Worse than that, by the way, that Joel Batonio, Jack Conklin commercial last year. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh, yes. That was way worse. Let's than, bring that out. I'll find that. We, we got. Have yeah. you guys seen that? Yes. It's great. The that Super is the worst Bowl thing ever. I love we'll it. talk about it. I, love it. Yeah. I will. I'll say this though they look like they're kind of having fun in it that's true you know what they i mean like they know it's bad and they're just like we know how embarrassing this is but we're yeah. giving 800 and not only g did miles garrett do all the halloween stuff which you know you're going to get on him probably if they lose yes he also did a lot of talking this week absolutely but he backed it up yes percent. He, he played great he set the tone early with that big sack with the yep. tip that leads to the pick he was huge last night well you know a lot of these kids don't be listening to nothing we be saying. Like, this day in a whole nother generation. Like, they, they be out there doing little stuff. They be trying to have fun. Like, you know, contrary to popular belief, that stuff does not, that doesn't hinder you from going out and playing. No. You know, like, if, if Miles Garrett wears a cape and, and a Dracula uh, fangs every week, yeah. he, his ass can still get blocked. Like, he, that don't got nothing to do with me putting hands on you. You could get blocked, you could be terrible, yeah. or you could go play well. So, but I, I think w I like the fact that I saw two, two or three people with that level of emotion. My problem with the Cleveland Browns is when you don't play with emotion on defense, you can you can be level-headed and be an offensive lineman or a receiver or a quarterback, but that crap don't work on defense, man. You, I, I hadn't seen nobody in nobody's faces. I hadn't seen nobody getting any dust-ups on the sideline. I didn't even see coaches yelling at each other, right? That type of energy, you need it. You need somebody to be like, this is not, un this is unacceptable. We got to get this thing done. And some people lead by example. So I think when he was talking, he put the pressure on himself because yeah, he, he knows, mm -hmm. he knows what everybody else will say if you didn't perform. But he did what he's supposed to do. He put the pressure on himself. And when he plays with emotion, if he gonna get talky talky to play like that. Wear your yeah. capes. If you're going to get Emerson to play like that, I'm all for it. Yeah, Go vampire ahead, be, fangs, be, whatever you want to put in. But be frank aside the whole year. Mm -hmm. but, but, <laughs> but, I like, that's the energy that they played with. You can tell on TV which team, and you can always tell this. Whenever you watch TV, watching a football game, you can always know which team came to play and which team got that little, like, I'm up for this game. You know it within the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And you saw the Browns playing. Yep. And I looked at the Bengals and was like, hey, y'all going to be in the long, for a long one after that first quarter because it was, it, you know, it's two minutes left in the first half, first quarter. No score. I said, oh, y'all needed to get 14, 10-14 for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. um, and when the Browns jumped out to that lead, I said, oh, they're for a long night. And it was. Bang <clears throat> Bengals scored, or nobody scored any touchdowns <clears throat> against them. In the second half until yesterday. Yeah. Brown scored three. The yeah. Three? Was it three? Yeah. yeah. Three touchdowns. In the second half, yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier about the yeah. dust up in the locker room last week. That had nothing yeah. to do with the performance. I don't think it did. I, For whatever reason, 
getting their ass kicked by the Patriots seems to wake up this defense. It did, it did last <laughs> year. They yeah. got their pants pulled down last year in Foxborough, and it was a completely different defensive unit the second half of the season. Yeah. And they got embarrassed again. It was a horrible loss at, against New England here at home a couple weeks ago. And I mentioned this yesterday, and part of the reason I picked the Browns to win, you saw some glimmers of hope against the Ravens, the way that they were able to contain Lamar, the way that they forced the turnover late in the game and gave the offense a chance to win. They should have won that game. They should have won at Baltimore. There was enough there to make you think, okay, maybe they're starting to figure some things out. That translated into last night. It, it carried over into last night. There was never a point where you throw your hands up and go, what is John Johnson doing? I, I never yeah. threw my hands up and said, where's Grant Delpit? Why is, what, what is he, he made thinking? He makes plays last They yeah. did. Yeah. And, and you're starting to see this thing come together. And Miles stopped short of saying that the defense has figured it out and turned it around, which he should. They're not there yet. But you're starting to see. I, I can't explain why it takes a half a season for them to figure it out. And that can't continue. You can't waste a half of a season with awful defense. We should schedule play. the Patriots for the first I, game of the year next year. And just year. get it out of the way. Yeah. I, just, I do think the defense played basically a perfect game. I don't care that it wasn't. It was a shutout for all intents and purposes. The game was over by the time the Bengals scored. Yeah. I don't care about Brown's paranoia. The game was over by the time the Bengals scored. Yeah. Yeah. The Bengals had their passing game was inept. Their running game was inept. They, did, you know, they couldn't do anything. And this is without, without the Browns having their three starting linebackers. But didn't you uh, feel a lot more comfortable with that much more of a cushion with Kevin Stefanski making those decisions? And he seemed a lot calmer and all the choices trust, seemed better? I, unlike a lot of people, trust Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I think overall he's done a good job in his time in Cleveland. I don't think he's without flaws. I, I certainly think he deserves some criticism over the time, especially I thought last week in Baltimore and even against New England. I think there's fair criticism sometimes. But I... I, I I thought he was the right choice. I still think he's the right choice. Ultimately, I think there's questions about his assistant coaching staff. I'm not taking Joe Woods off the hook just because the Browns played a great game on right. defense yesterday. Yeah. He, uh, and I certainly don't think Prefer's any good. I think he needs to be gone. But, 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 uh, but so no, it didn't no, really change anything for me on Stefanski. I do think that that was a textbook way that they want to play and close out a game. Of course. They have a lead yeah. in the fourth quarter. Give it to Nick. Give it yeah. to Kareem. Close out the win. And, Bo, we were texting yesterday. Yeah. Everyone's going to make a big deal about Nick got to 20 carries and they won. <laughs> Folks. So stupid. There's not a magic number about 20. If that was the case, just hand it to oh. him 20 times to start the game. I mean, it's oh, oh, no. Hey, where's the stat at? Can we I get the stat? It. Put it up. Put the stat. Put it when, up. When, when, you are how, when he gets how many carries? I will say the stat. The stat is embarrassing for a couple Throw it minutes. out there. First I of all, say way the stat. too small Hold on, sample bro. size. Like, Let me say the stat yeah. so people know what stat okay. we're talking about. Yeah. When Nick Chubb gets at least 20 carries this season, the Browns are 3-0. and When he doesn't, they are 0-5. I will add no more contacts whatsoever. Yeah, right. Contact uh, is unneeded no when I cherry pick stats like that. Uh, like 100% of the time. The, the, what gets him, it's not about 20 carries. Right. It's about the rhythm of the offense. It's about sustaining drives that puts them in position to give him extra carries. That's right. But it has nothing to do with, okay, he got to 20, they're going to win the game. Yeah, like, I feel they, like they, they, he had 17 carries in that jet game. They didn't lose because he didn't get to 20 he, carries. He didn't get to th That's ridiculous. And if, if he would have ended at 19 carries last night, right. they still would have won the he, game. He could have ended at 14 carries. They still would have won because they were up 25 nothing by the time he had 12 Although carries. I did, yesterday, he almost scored on his – well, he should have scored on what had been his 15th carry. And I told you he's going to get two touchdowns and 15 carries. You talk about pulling your chub out, you would have seen I'm me giving, going – I give you full credit for the pull. Hey, I'll, look, look, I'll take out my objection. Listen. Full credit for the pulling your chub out. <laughs> You're missing the point. The point is, if you don't if you get out of the minutiae, it's like, listen, when you have your best player, 
Uh-huh. You want him to have the ball as many times as you can. Yeah. But nobody so, was arguing that. Well, well here's what I'm thinking. See, I'm, I'm saying if I got Nick Chubb and he could get me 16 carries and still give me 100 yards, m- me, my little old self, I'm over here. Well, let me, I'm not a math whiz, but if he getting me 120 on 16, if I just go ahead and amateurize that over uh, the, the the length of 10 more carries. But that's he, not how it works. He, well, why don't it work that way? Because... Just because he got 120 on 16 doesn't mean he's going to get 10 more with every carry he gets. Here's like, the, that's not. But that's why we have an average. That's why we have how many yards he averages a touch, right? I just think in the NG, we obsess too much about the play calling. And the Browns, I don't think, have lost or won any games. Because there of play were calling. dudes I don't open think. all over the field. Yeah, yeah. and Jacoby Brissett played great. Jacoby Brissett averaged like 12 great. yards per attempt. They should experiment, what, though. And we haven't even talked about him at all, by the way. Get over 20 times. We are going to talk about Brissett. Sorry to cut you off, Paul. We want to okay. do a ton of Brissett stuff because he, he deserves a lot of credit. He, does. he was awesome. And wait till you see night. some stats, some advanced stats I found. They're going to blow your mind. But, Polk, we will get to Brissett. You had the floor. No, 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 no. I was just going to say we should just put the stat to rest. Just keep giving him the ball over 20 times until it doesn't work anymore, and then we can stop talking about this. And if they lose when he gets over 20 carries, then I'm they, not going to be goofy enough up. to say, well, they lost because he got more. I, That's stupid. Right. I, the, an arbit- picking an arbitrary number of carries is not the point. No, no what, it right. is, what it does, it, see, on the defensive side of football, you have to game plan for certain things. So when the Browns come out and they run the ball, they run zone, they run off tackle. They run. They run gap blocking. They run everything up front. They can do everything with the offensive line. So when you come out and Nick Chubb gets the ball twenty times, there's a variation of plays that you automatically have to have to figure out. And the thing about having Chubb and Hunt in the backfield at the same time is now there was a mismatch somewhere because first of all, both of them never go down after the first person hits them. Yeah. So now you got defensive backs and now you got linebackers that are in a mismatch with these two guys. It's not about how many necessarily oh and this place should have ran on it. It's about being committed and making the other team understand I, you yeah. have to come and you got to stop me on this one so that those other people can be wide open. I just don't buy that they were any more committed to the run yesterday than they were any other game. It's just that they were up so big in the fourth quarter that they piled up the run, the carries in the fourth it quarter, which they should and which they will in most games. I, the only reason I disagree with you on that is yeah. because look look at the cut touches for Kareem Hunt. Well, they did, they did give Kareem Hunt the ball more. But I think we're just a prisoner of the moment to some degree because the last two weeks they haven't run the ball. We could argue they haven't run the ball enough. I do think Chubb and Hunt need to be on the field more together. But it's, they weren't anymore yesterday. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah, they were. The whole, the whole first. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but it was because we saw it in the opener and they seemed to go away from it and then it came back for a couple plays. We've all been screaming about that. Last night felt like the most. I don't have the numbers, but I, last I'll look night. I'll look up to it, but Jason's right. It was by far the most they've done since. Since Carolina. It's funny because yeah. it didn't seem like Yeah, it, it, and, to and that it I've talked to guys than, in the locker room yeah. who say, like, without a fullback on the roster, Kareem can be that fullback. Yeah, I don't know why. You know, so we've it, all talked about that. That's been the one, the biggest complaint. And I it, think the fairest complaint. And I do feel like they committed to the run last night, again, after the Amari pick. It yep. felt like there was one or two drives where they right. said, we're just going to line up with our big bad boys and we're going to run right at you. Which is smart. It's it. not the first time this year they've done it. And it's it just, just felt the last like two it settled things down. It. And, it's, yeah. and Kevin's like, you know what? Screw the trickery. Let's just go right at them. And go ahead, Mikey. Can I make a prediction real quick? Before you do, let me tell everybody, subscribe to the Ultimate yes. Cleveland Sports Show. We have 17,200 and change. 
uh, uh, subscribers right now. Wow. And you could also become a member. Look and you could that. have emojis. Who doesn't want an emoji of Mikey, look, Mikey McNuggets looking pretty goofy? Or uh, Jay with his hands behind Mikey his head. Mi Mikey McNuggets. Or Mike's giant face with a weird smile. Mikey McNuggets or G like with a sly getting, look on his face. <laughs> Mikey McNuggets looks like he's at the proctologist right now. <laughs> getting a finger up the keister. <laughs> that's, 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 I plead the fifth. That's <laughs> special video content starting for coaches tier members tomorrow, could, right, Mike? We could yeah, fit Jay's elbows into that emoji. You guys, Bro. come on. Had to cut it. McNuggets looked like he, his doctor just told him what a colonoscopy is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Make sure you subscribe. Hit the like, like yes. button. Hit the subscribe, bell. Subscribe, like, buy some t-shirts. Go ahead, we Mikey. Appreciate what do you got? 99% of you. Well, that was for you. Uh, you. Prediction, and this is going to come from Hayden Grove in a, in a couple of weeks. When the Browns lose a game that Chubb gets 21 or 22 carries, the goalpost is going to move to when Nick Chubb gets 23 carries, the Browns are 2-0 and yeah. and 0-6. It's going to keep moving to whatever that arbitrary I think, number is. In fairness, and I'm partly to blame, we're, we're talking about this stat too much. Yeah. And we're talking about – I put it in the we're rundown arguing today about specifically the with name next Nick, to it. Nick Chubb carries too much. But I do think we need to give some love to Jacoby Brissett because he was outstanding yes. yesterday. He barely the, – obviously the fumble, he kind of screwed that play up. And I don't think he made a bad pass all night. He only had four incompletions, or I think it was four. Two he threw away. And one was a ball that Amari Cooper dropped. Should have had. I can't remember the other one. There was another incompletion with Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper had that Maybe one, Maybe dropped two. Yeah. But was that the best game Jacoby Brissett's ever played? And he still only had 230 yards because that's kind of what he does. Jason, before but, you go, yeah. I have some stats that I need to show you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's cut right to 12. And to answer your question, Bull, it is the best game he's ever played. No, not 12. Oh, boy. Is you that what 12 that is? one up, Mikey. Not 12. Oh, man. We got to start go. the this show is over now. Okay. Against the Blitz yesterday, he was pressured on 50% of his dropbacks. Against yeah. the Blitz, he was 9 of 11 for 177 Ooh. yards and a touchdown. Take tag board full here. It is the highest rated passing score of any quarterback in any game this season, according <laughs> to ESPN Next Gen Stats. Unbelievable performance by set. And on fence questions last week, one of the questions was, will Brissett score two total touchdowns? Unanimous no from the panel, and he did. Guys, he was sensational. Jason, yeah, he was. been the hardest on him. I've been right there with you, but he, he was yep. sensational. Yeah, I thought, I, I've said all year long, I thought he's played well all year. Certainly exceeded my expectations. Me too. But he always had the catastrophic play at the end of games, and it was bad yeah. interceptions, bad throws. He was great, 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 great. Then you need him, interception. And played last, with a lead this time. Played with the lead, with a comfortable lead this time. Played Easier a terrific game. Full credit to him. Made all the right reads. Made all the right throws. Made some great throws. Put it on some guys. Took some hits. And he took that one hit. I thought he was going out, and yeah, I thought Dobbs like was going to come in. Like again, let's take this back to last week on the on the touchdown drive that got called back. He had a great third down throw down the sideline to DPJ. Mm -hmm. He had a great throw. Put it right on Amari in the end zone on the play that got called back. That shouldn't have been called back. That was a bad call. Or they win that game right. as well. So he's really been coming on. He avoided the catastrophic mistake last week. Avoided the catastrophic mistake last night. It could have been at the end of the first half. It wasn't. He played great. He deserves all the credit for it. Another thing he should, he should get a ton of credit for that he's been granted this year, along with the offensive line, is getting that one yard on a fourth and one. Like yeah. they, him, you know it's he's coming. He's a big guy. And at this point, they know it's coming, and he gets it every time. He first time I stood next to him, I'm by no means big. But his stature, like he's imposing. Yeah. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was. He's hard to bring down. He's not 
fast. Right. But he's he's tough enough. He's big enough. It's hard for defenses to bring him down. And and, and he has a strong arm. Uh, uh, some of them plays, he throws the ball in tight windows. It's a better arm than I thought. Than I thought. Early in yeah. the year, there were, we were talking. There were guys open down the field. And I he thought, w- he can't get it there. He can't get it there. Right. And his arm is better. I'm not going to say it's really strong, yeah. but it's better than I thought it was. Yeah, I, there's a lot of he's is his the reverse of Donovan Mitchell, right? Like Donovan Mitchell, I thought he was good, but I didn't know he was that good. Like Jacoby Brissett, he has some different things. Like he's he's showed me some mobility. It's not the cutest. It's not no, the prettiest thing. It in the takes world. a while to watch him like get his locomotion going <laughs> yeah. when he's trying to like when you see that he's got the Elaine and you're just like, come on. He and then you see him see it and he's just like. Here that. we go. Um, you know, but it's it's not exactly swift, but he gets there. Yeah, yeah, he takes a while to get going, but yeah. And he was great under pressure. And guys, even that throw late, which, it, you know, the game wasn't in doubt, but that throw late to Amari Cooper, where Amari Cooper made the diving catch. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was a great throw. Yeah. And Amari Cooper made a great catch, yeah. but it was also a great throw. And and for the, like, let's pull this out now for a second, the 30,000-foot view. Yeah. Hopefully, Jacoby Brissett's a perfect backup quarterback. Oh, so yeah. when Deshaun Watson comes back, I would like to see them be able to hold on to him. Like I did, my problem with Jacoby was when the suspension went from four to or, or six. six went from six to eleven. I thought, okay, you need to upgrade that. When it was six, I was like, okay, you can you can get by with Jacoby for six games. It was that gap from six to eleven where I had a lot of concerns. But in terms of like him as your long term backup, I real, think he's, I real think he's question perfect. for you. Why did we only sign him to one year? Why would you not want him for a second year after, especially, you know, he's had that experience. You know, he's willing to come in as a backup because he's coming in already as a backup and knowing that. Why yeah. didn't they do a two year with him? Probably, and I don't know this, I'm guessing, he probably wanted one year. Yeah. Because he knew he was going to have an opportunity to play. Yeah. And he played well. And he played well. Now he can enter free agency again. Maybe there's a starting job out there for him. I, I doubt it, but maybe. Right. Maybe, Maybe there's did the Browns drop the ball he, though by not meet whatever the price was to keep him here for that second. No, because they, he, he, he can always bring him back. Jacoby yeah. could, will be in, could end up in one of those situations. He's he's not going anywhere where he's the definite starter, but he could go to somewhere where he's competing, competing for a starting for a job. job. Yeah, no, there's on always, a team that doesn't have a better option. Like, there's always one or two teams at the bottom right. who are looking for like, a guy. That's what Baker's like, doing next a, year. A that's Gino, what Sam Darnold's doing next year. A Geno Smith type guy where he get a chance. He started before. Get in. Get in. Um, try to do some. But like work. Baker was playing the last year of a contract, yeah. right? But yes. As no, opposed to we just brought him in for one year, you. as opposed to two. I think both sides want to feel each other out. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they get something done to bring him back next year as yeah. Deshaun's back. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you this, and you said it, man. I, you know, people were a lot of people were down on the Browns. I was down on them, and, and you'll you'll be surprised how much a win like this helps. Oh yeah. Because now. You can start thinking about it. You can start envisioning. Now I can say, okay, well, I got Deshaun Watson. Can I imagine Deshaun Watson with some of this stuff? Yeah, I can imagine it. Yeah. Because Jacoby Brissett is executing this stuff. I'm saying, well, what happens when you get a guy with a, with an arm, mobility, accuracy, all of that stuff mixed with the two two running backs that we got, and and that's why I thought th- this game was so pivotal. Yep. Because it gives fans hope of saying, all right. We go play Miami after the bye week. He might get Teller back. Yeah. All you we get need is Joku a back. We, yep. with the those math, guys, I would assume, would both be back. Which, I would think so. The math know? doesn't have to be probable yeah. for us to yeah. want to stay on board. And yes. we're just, it, again, it's that lotto ticket. You're paying for right. hope. 
They got to win two. And last night, a lot of empty seats at Monday Night Football at a Browns game. I, I will notice, notice. And notice a that. lot of response from Cincinnati fans whenever whenever they would score. There were a lot of Cincy fans there yesterday, That's too. not uncommon for these I, interstate games like I, that. I know, but how about an interstate game with thousands of empty seats up in the 500s? Yeah, it, I mean, what I'm saying is that if they would have lost that game, it wasn't going to get any more full no, for their no, next home game. It was over. You know what I mean? That was, yeah. that, that was going to be over. So that, that was, that's why it was such an important win. You, the fan base was on already on the ledge. Yes. And if they would have lost that game. And now we got a bye week to like also to where we can't lose. So that's <laughs> right. an extra week. Of, and Extra you, week of goodwill. If you watch other teams lose, like the you like, okay, the, the, the Bengals, yep. the, they on a bye, or no. Bengals, Steelers, no. Ravens. Well, so some we, of them got to lose. Some of them got to lose. So we get to watch. We, we get to watch somebody stumble, hopefully in the standings a little yeah. bit. That's two weeks that they that the Browns just earned themselves <laughs> of this city's goodwill that Listen, they would not have had otherwise. Guys, it's still a very tough challenge. They have nine games. Six are on the road. They still got Cincinnati again. They still got Baltimore again. They still got Buffalo, and they still got. Uh, uh, Miami and Tampa and Tampa, which now, is a little bit, but mess, Tampa's but it's not still, as good as we thought, right? The back end of the schedule is pretty weak. Mm. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. It's still gonna They're going to still have to win at least six of their final nine, maybe seven, maybe even eight. I would say seven. They're in six chance, but them going six and three, seven and two, not likely, but not impossible. They're going to have to probably have to beat Miami. I got it because I, they're probably going to lose to Buffalo. So they probably have to beat Miami and Tampa. I think they get two out. They need two out of three. Have to they win do. two of those. Three. If you if you get Miami, you feeling real good about yourself. Like yeah. you feeling like okay, you're back to four and five. And I think anytime you get to five hundred, now we we probably talking the Buffalo Bills game up. That's a charge, you know. But I will say this. But you never know. You if never you know. If you play this style of football that they playing with defense and running the ball, that travels. You ain't got to do that. That don't got to be. That doesn't have to but be. They've only played like this one out of eight I'll games. I'll tell you right so now, if they win Miami, somebody on this set is going to talk themselves into them beating Buffalo. I guarantee you. No, no doubt. I somebody on this set. I, listen. Somebody on this set uh-huh. is nah, going to talk themselves wait, into beating all depends, all, all, all depends on how forceful they are. Yeah. If Tub gets 28 carries, I'm all in. By the way, Tampa has not, uh, Miami has not lost a game where Tua played the entire game this year. They have 5-0 and when yeah. Tua plays the whole game. He's and, playing great. And those receiver, those receivers ahead, are like the track team. Yeah, yeah to, just to put a little bow tie in the Brissette conversation, I always go back to that week one game against Carolina. And we talked about, remember the underthrow he had to Amari Cooper? He was terrible in that I, Carolina game. The next-gen stats said he underthrew it by 24 Make yards. McNuggets, yeah. I'm sorry, I got to stop you. Did you say just to put a bow tie on <laughs> something? No, a bow on it. A no, I think it. he said bow tie. I really well, do. Well, Kobe Brissett could probably rock a bow tie. I heard well. bow. Okay, that's but fine. It's just, just not, that's a not a say. Do we all agree that most people that wear bow ties are D-bags? Do we agree? Well, yes, I Rosenthal wears a uh, bow tie, and he's one of the nicest two I'm trying to ridicule our director okay. for not Sorry, giving the Sorry, please, go, back, go okay. back to ridiculing. But, I, but, yeah, yeah, that's, not the right, that's not the right phrase. You should have said put a bow on it, not a bow Roll tie. A I I'm telling you for yeah. future reference. Thank he knows you. he said bow By tie. By the way, he's our producer, not our director. All right, you're my producer. Director Sorry, you're Steve, right. Yeah. Sorry, you're my producer. Well, yeah. to put a conclusion yeah. on this. Well, I got one more point to make, so it's not quarterback. A quick conclusion. Go ahead, yeah. But I just always go back to that Carolina game, and he underthrew Amari Cooper by 24 yards on a rolling to his right crossbody throw to the left corner. And I was like, there's no way this dude's arm is good enough to compete on an NFL level. But then I got some intel. 
that Jacoby Brissett bought 40 boxes of Built Bars using lockdown code 15 for 15% off Built Bars. I heard that. Didn't see that and one coming. He got coming. absolutely got yoked, started doing the bicep curls, some tricep extensions. I heard that. And that is why he is now able to throw a 53-yard bullet Guy can to lift Amari the truck Cooper on the left sideline. Because of Built Bars. Be like Jacoby Brissett. Be the best quarterback in the league yep. in week eight of the NFL 2022 season. Use promo code lockdown Surprise 15 everyone. for 15% off on Built Bar. And Jason, what's your last point? I, listen, I know I've become like on Jacoby. That was very good. No, not, not the end of the Browns conversation. No, just, no, no, yeah. no. Just I, one thing to mention on, on this preset talk yeah. is I know I've become like the Stefanski apologist on the show. That was never my intended role. I defended him. I, I think you and I are a I, lot yeah. alike. Like, yeah. I've been hard on him. I sure. thought he cost them games. There's plenty of criticism, yeah. sure, but I still like him overall. Absolutely. Yeah. But I just want to point out, like, I hate bringing up Baker, but Baker's been an abomination in Carolina. Yes. Kevin Stefanski got the best out of Baker of anyone. Yes. Kevin Stefanski's getting the best out of Jacoby Brissett yep. of anyone. He gets the best out of the Could worst. Can we please stop with the he's got to give up the play calling with the they're throwing it too much. Like, yeah, when, he, when, he, when he's throwing 45 times and Nick Chubb's running 12 times against the Patriots, that's a problem. That can't happen. I said that when it happened. But for, by and large – I remember having this conversation last year. Does Kevin Stefanski's system limit his quarterbacks, or does he build a system around limited quarterbacks? Guys, we're getting the answer. Kevin Stefanski builds a terrific system around very limited quarterbacks. Yes. So what's it going to look One like? One of whom had a broken shoulder a half a season. Oh, I, I'm, I don't want to hear it. I'm I mean, so I tired of the Matters to oh me. Oh, my God. He sucks this year. I, I, you know what? I, I, this is my fault. I never should have mentioned his name. I am but, supporting it. I'm suppo- I'm saying he even got a, he even got a season, half a season out of a guy with a broken shoulder. But to G's point, <laughs> That's what, I'm saying. what will his system look like? A bad quarterback. When he has the best quarterback he's ever had in his yeah. career. That the franchise has ever had. That, yeah. the, but that Kevin's ever yeah. worked with and that the franchise has ever right. had. What will the system look like? Then? And by the way, that includes his time in Minnesota. Th- that's what I'm where saying. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is better is, than any quarterback right, the Browns right. had recently, but not and, better than And the this is the only point I've been trying to make since the season started. Like, stop with the Kevin Stefanski. Just stop. He's getting more out of these guys than anyone else has gotten in their career. Are people like yelling that at you at the street? You seem really mad about it. Are people stopping and going, yeah, hey, it's the fans. No, no, Deal no. with it. Like, why are you I'm so? Not, sometimes when I make, make a point, people think I'm angry. I'm yeah. not. I think it's, I need to work on my delivery. I'm actually no, it's angry. okay. He's, he's not really. Yeah. I, it's hard to get. I'm, I don't get angry over sports ever. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. I just got to work on my delivery. Yeah. No, okay. Well, uh, by the way, thanks so something we have not What's touched right? on 48 minutes in the wide receivers. Now, we all know Amari Cooper is very good. He's always been very good. He's always been inconsistent, which has kept him from being great. He had a big game, especially after the early drop. But how about my man, Donovan Peoples-Jones? By the way, if you look at the five, if, if you look at the last five weeks, those stats fine. 417 yards on the season is solid. Last five weeks, if you take his average uh, receiving yards per game over the last five weeks, he'd be on pace for a 1,200-yard season with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Uh, This guy is stepping up into a legitimate number two wide receiver. A lot of people were down on him, didn't think he he could be a number two. I think he is. I think with Deshaun Watson, who I'm so excited I just traded for him in my keeper league and I gave up Curtis Samuel, who's a complete fraud. And Donovan Peoples-Jones with Deshaun Watson, I think is going to put up legitimate number two wide receiver numbers. G, what say you on that? Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, all he does is catch the football. He doesn't have any drops. I think this is. Can we get him in the end zone? By the way, he has no touchdowns. Let's get him in the end zone. He he's been close a few times. Fantasy based. Yeah, right, right. How you want the touches to go? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, no, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a solid number two um, when when uh, you know Deshaun Watson comes back. I think there's gonna be so much stuff open up. That's why I was so against trading Kareem Hunt because I really, I it not only it, it's for me, it's not that you know Kareem Hunt's gonna be back or guaranteed. I just want them to understand and to see how it would work or how it would look with two great running backs. Maybe that, that's, you know, you, you talk about Ford. Maybe you're talking about that's Dearness Johnson. Who knows who they're going to have a running back in that situation. But that's why I wanted to have an opportunity to have him still playing with some of these guys so you can see what it looks like. And, and when you look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, he just, he's catching the ball with his hands. He's not really letting the ball get into his body. Um, he in every catch he's made has been contested. He hasn't had very many gimmies over the middle where these are little slant routes and you just catch them and fall down. He has guys over his back. He's going down low to catch the football. He's been great. I, I couldn't expect more from him. And overall, if you look at those numbers, Amari Cooper's on, on track for a, a, almost a career year, right? He, he's over on track for almost 12, 1300 yards. Yeah, at this, this point. This is what I'm that's what I was going to say is you're right. He looks like a legitimate number two uh, wide receiver right now. But in order to look like that, the reason he does, I think, is because he has a legitimate number one receiver, which he hasn't had in the past. He had Odell Beckham for part of the year last year. They never really connected, so that didn't work out. And then what did it become? It was him and Jarvis Landry, for the most part, holding it down. Right. There's no number one there. That's true. That the fact helps, that no he doubt. has uh, The fact that he has that threat over there that's also producing – and that you have to take care of, that means that he's always got the second best guy, guard, you know, second best on him. And I think that that also, obviously, the running game being as, power, uh, as uh, dynamic as it's been, then they've got to pay a lot more attention to that. So he's getting probably si like just single coverage. You know, what's amazing. We'll talk more after we, we're going to have a DD on in about 10 minutes. And then after that, I want to get into whether the Browns still might trade Kareem Hunt today mm -hmm. because the trade deadline is about a little over four hours away. So we'll save that till after a DD. But Big picture, you talked about big picture before, Jason. Like, you look at this offense, right, when they have Deshaun Watson back. Now, I don't know, even going into next year, I don't know if they'll have Jacoby Brissett. But as of now, you have what should be a great starting quarterback. Again, two years, you might be rusty. You have a great backup quarterback. You have a great number one. Uh, you're great at running back, including your depth. You're, you're great on the offensive line, including your depth. These guys have come in. Yeah. Hagen dies. Yep. James Hudson is yep. – I think James Hudson is starting at right tackle next Absolutely. year. Yep. And they're moving on from Conklin. Yes. Yep. You're going to get Nick Harris back. you got Pochich, who's been phenomenal. So they can not only uh, – most teams don't even have a good starting offensive that's, lineman, that's let alone – the line that we started the year with. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Najoku, this year, especially since week three, has been outside of the – you know, Kelsey and Andrews, has been as good as any tight end in the league. Their tight end depth is fine. You don't need great tight end depth. Yeah. And now you got a number one wide receiver. I think they, at some point, you not necessarily this year, but at some, this offseason, I think you'd like another veteran wide receiver to get in the mix who's like a 2-3 type of guy. I like that. But they really year. need almost nothing on offense, right? Yeah. I mean, they got to address certainly defensive tackle and some things on defense. But on offense, they have almost nothing to address. It, that's why it made sense. If people talk about why did they go after Deshaun Watson? Why did they? They risked a lot to get Deshaun Watson. And the reason why they risk a lot, you saw it play out right now. Deshaun Watson is going to get a quarterback like that in the prime of his career that, that has that level, that skill set. 
that has experience, these guys just don't hit the market, right? It, it's like certain houses in certain areas, right, of, of the country. Those houses ain't on the market, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys inside track somebody that already called a realtor. They don't even hit them. It don't hit the magazines or newspapers. Those things are already sold. So you got a guy now that you can look at it and say, tra- traditionally, the, the teams who have the, the the most athletic quarterbacks that like to run, they usually lead the team, lead the league in, in rushing because those guys hold mm-hmm. certain people. Now think about this in the running game. If you a defensive lineman and you you have to guard Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and you're running the stretch, right? Guess what? You got to stay home now backside because Deshaun Watson might just take that and walk in the end zone. So he holds backside linebackers. He's holding backside uh, linebackers and defensive ends. And so now you have one less defender in the box to go chase these two monsters and tackle them. Yeah, it's it's so so much stuff is wide open. We've never seen RPOs here. Guess what? You'll see. Oh, yeah, You'll, you'll you'll see a lot of design stuff like that. And so that's why it opens Brandon everything Wheaton up. Wasn't running any RPO. No, no. no. Are, you, are you saying Charlie Fry wasn't running any? No, RPOs? I mean Colt McCoy, Brian Hoyer. No. no. Connor Cook. No, no, no. no. We haven't. We have never had a down. win. Deshaun Kaiser. By the way, I thought Deshaun <laughs> Kaiser was going pretty good. Thaddeus Lewis. Well, I thought Brad, Brad, Brandon Wheaton was Jake pretty good. Jake Tellum. So. Yeah, we can do this all day. Hey, who, 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 who was guard, who was the worst quarterback that you saw that you thought was actually going to be good? Hmm. That's I never really believed in Manziel, so it's not him. Me either. Uh, boy, I don't know. My catfish. Whedon, it probably Whedon, because I thought Whedon would be okay. My cat. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be. <laughs> my catfish was definitely Deshaun Kaiser. I'm, I always stole one. Yeah, I didn't you know, think he was. Mine be was good, Whedon I as well. Even good. though, what were we thinking? He was like a th- <laughs> he was like a 32 year old baseball player. Catfish. And we were just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that his age meant that much. I thought that was being overrated. See, I, that's what we were saying. I don't at the think time. he was bad because of his age. I think he was bad because he was bad. I know, but how do we not see him coming being bad? Why didn't we see that? I I didn't. Teams get it wrong. The Browns thought Baker Mayfield was worthy of the first overall. I know, but why look at all these bad quarterbacks? Why did we all think it was going to be winning out of all of them? Why didn't we think it was going to be Brady Quinn? That same, that same freaking draft. They had Trent Richardson, and Trent Richardson was like the like they told us. Like you told us, he was can't miss. McShay, right. uh, 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 Kuiper, everybody said this is Trent Richardson. The Browns finally going back, and this guy got here. They traded him in here. By yeah. the way, when they traded him, great I was trade. on the air. I said it was a great trade by the Browns. The fans were so pissed. Every fan thought it was awful. And yeah. then of course the Browns blew the draft pick. But with it, it still but was wasn't. That didn't make it not a great. Right. The fact they got a first yeah. round pick for uh, in, a nothing running back. Who'd was, they take with that pick? I'm not familiar. with I think it was Johnny actually. Manziel, wasn't it? No. I don't know. I it was a third now. pick in the draft. No, Trent Richardson was a third pick in the draft. Right. Yeah, they traded oh, yeah. Richardson to Indianapolis for the Colts' first-round pick. And I think they used it on either Cam Irving or the Tell the us center. in the chat, guys. Tell us in the chat. Because they had two first-round picks. I, I'll look it up. I'm just curious. It what, what or could it have been, what's his name, the, the, the guy who was drafted the same year as Johnny Menzel, the DB, who was terrible. Justin Gilbert? Oh. Was it Justin oh, Gilbert? No. No, the Gilbert, no. That was first. I, I didn't think it's that pick. The timeline's a little blurry. The Gilbert pick, I think, came from Houston in the Deshaun Watson, oh, the original so Deshaun yeah, Watson yeah, trade. Yeah. All this hurts. Oh, yeah. I think they drafted Cam Irving and Danny Shelton. 
Danny Shelton, the king of the JOPs. Well, there, there are so boy, many bad names and bad boy, players. Boy, we done went down this rabbit hole. I feel sick. I, I really it do. was Justin Gilbert. Justin I was Gilbert right, was Justin Gilbert. Gilbert. There you go. I really with the eighth sick. pick in the Oh, no, they got Denzel Ward with the – That's right. With the Watson pick. Do you know who was the first pick? Real quick, just for fun. Who was the first pick in that draft? What year was what it again? Year? 2014. 2014. I was covering the NBA. I don't know. Wasn't that Andrew I, Luck? No. Jadavian Clowney. Mm. Oh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's cool. Not worthy of the first overall pick. Good player. Not worthy of the first overall pick.